Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Yes, my first guest was destined for musical greatness from a very early age. She performed her own composition on The Late Late Show at the tender age of 10, which resulted in a record deal at 12. Then she went on to pick up a Meteor Award for Best Irish Female Artist and hit the top 10 with her single Ghost, which was one of the biggest selling singles by an Irish artist back in 2008. Like all great artists, she defies categorisation. Her music manages to encompass a range of styles from Aretha Franklin, Johnny Cash, Tom Waits, many more. Last year, she returned to the studio to record her fourth studio album. It's called Never Say Goodbye. And that was released on the 7th of February this year. The album features 10 original tracks, including two co-writes with Dire Straits guitarist Hal Linz and a brilliant new single called The Ghost of Martha, which we're going to hear very very shortly. I'm delighted to have Lewin Parl on the line with me now. How are you doing, Lewin? Good morning, Sinead. I'm good, thank you. How are you? I am good. I'm very, very good. Let's go back to the beginning because, you know, doing the background on this, I'm going, oh my God, 10 years of age. She's on the late, late doing her own song. You know, this is amazing stuff. But what or who influenced you to start, you know, writing your own music? Yeah, I suppose from a very early age, um, I I would sing and perform with my dad. um, And he was a musician. So there was always, you know, music in the house. And... um, and he was uh, just a big fan of um, of all types of music. So he introduced me to a lot of uh, country music, um, a lot of alternative country music, roots music. Um, Fleetwood Mac uh, would have been another um, big um, band he would have loved. So I suppose I was listening at that point to to a lot of, of what he was listening to, but kind of soaking it all in. Um, and, uh, you know, I remember um, there was a little vinyl, a uh, little secondhand shop down around the corner from us in Wicklow where we grew up. And um, and my dad would bring me down, you know, every week and he would swap vinyl and he was educating me all the time on, on you know, who the bands and the artists were. And, um, you know, so it, it all went in. And, yeah. and then you kind of find your own way. You know, when I started to write songs and I started to play, I think I... Um, you know, it definitely, um, I, I suppose, it gravitated more than towards the kind of country, alternative, rootsy kind of music. Oh, definitely, definitely. And like, you know, yeah. when you say about Fleetwood Mac, you can absolutely see those influences in there as well. But, you know, yeah. you performed on like the cream of the crop in terms yeah. of shows in the world, let's just say, which is the Late Late Toy Show. I mean, we had yeah. Russell Crowe tweeting about this not that long ago, you know. So yeah. <laughs> tell me about this. Gosh, yeah, Um there was a, a few different shows. I remember, <laughs> I think I was, um, I, I was very, I was a very ambitious child. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I would write letters into, um, into the various different shows. And, um, 
so I, I, there was a school around the corner at the time I remember. Oh, I remember as well. Yes, <laughs> yes, brilliant. Yeah, and asked for my school to, to go in on the show and uh, and we did, which was great. Um, so there was a few kind of various different shows. Uh, Kenny Live was another one. I think I was 12 and I performed on that one. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I just, you know, I, I suppose I was this child that loved to sing and loved to play guitar and... Um, uh, any any anyone that would listen, <laughs> you would. would and you were obviously, as you said, ambitious. You wanted to get yourself out there as well, yeah, yeah. and and you know it worked because at twelve you secured, you secured a record deal, which must have been really exciting for you. But how did your parents react? Was there any panic there at all? <laughs> yeah, I suppose there was. Um, I remember at the time uh, when that was all happening, uh, I had the opportunity to record the album and. And I think, I can't remember, it was, could have been a five-year uh, record deal, but, you know, so I, I was very young and I yeah. had to my dad and I had to be my guardian. Uh, but I do remember there was lots of conversations I had in the house, you know, about are we doing the right thing? Um, uh, maybe should should we uh, <laughs> think about this a little longer? Um, and what actually ended up happening was I, I recorded the album, which was an incredible experience. Um, and, you know, it, it was... But, to have that experience at that age, you know, getting into a studio and learning all about recording and, you know, that that was kind of priceless, you know. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So I remember shortly after that, the um, there was a couple of um, representatives from a label in Nashville came over to meet with my parents and myself. And the idea was that the the label that I had signed to, they were going to set, uh, sell the contract onto the uh, the Nashville label. So that's when my parents kind of said, well, hold on now. This is getting serious, yeah. (laughs) This is getting serious, yeah. And we've let her take a bit of time out of school and do all of this. So so they kind of maybe, I think at that point they thought, right, you know, we'll just, if she still wants to do this uh, when she's old enough to make that decision then herself fully, um, then they they would be completely supportive of it. But at that point they said, no, just put the brakes now. Wise decision because you know you yeah. see all these uh, you know children going and performing saying the likes of Britain's Got Talent or X Factor and all this yeah. and the industry can chew you up and spit you back out again at any age so never mind yeah. you know a, a young child at that age you know and you've you've yeah. experienced the good and the nasty side of, of the industry as well how do you cope with that because you really have to be have a thick skin don't you? You do. And I think I was, I, even back when I think of when I was 12, I was a very, you know, naive, young 12. Um, mm. So I, I was, you know, I was oblivious to any of the, I suppose they call it the music industry, the music business for a reason. So I was just oblivious to, to that side of it, of course, because, you know, I was 12, I, <laughs> I had yeah. to do. Um, so I'm, I'm very glad that my parents did make that decision for me because it kind of shielded me um, somewhat from from the industry, and then I had, I, I grew up then uh, around music, um, involved in music, but um, but not in in the you know mm-hmm. the kind of industry side at that point. So I, I'm very thankful and very lucky for that. Uh, and then when I I got my leave insert, uh, and then I signed my first record deal then with uh, Sony. Yes, uh, Sony uh, Music, Sony, and then I saw my next one then with Sony BMG, and after that I, I went on to sign a few different contracts with management um, and record labels. So, um, th- as you say, there was there was a lot of highs and lows, mm. uh, but I think I was ready for it then. Do you oh know? yeah, was, um, absolutely, yeah, yeah. You were raring yeah, to go, and you know, I it, was, 
<laughs> and it shows because, you know, the, the debut, as you say, was had such critical and, and you know, commercial acclaim, which was fantastic, you know. Uh, and now, you know, you're back, you're recording in the in the studio again last year. Um, this album is called Never Say Goodbye. There's a lot mm-hmm. going on here, Loon. You know, you've got a real mourning sort of over lost love uh, to, to really hard hitting stuff going on here as well, which makes me wonder what was going on with you at all last year? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Writing is like therapy. It It is. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it it was a very personal album, um, this one. And, you know, even when I think back to when I was writing when I was in my 20s, I really hadn't experienced kind of loss. Mm. Um, I I thought I had, you know, I thought I'd experienced love and loss and all of that. But really, when I look back now, I hadn't. Um, So so writing the album, this this album, I wanted to... um, I wanted to take my time with it, um, but also it, it was my first album that I'd ever written that was completely mine and I had complete control over. Um, and and I really enjoyed that. So I enjoyed being in the studio. I, I enjoyed the whole process, you know, from writing, recording, um, and just being able to sing the songs that I wanted to sing. Um, and then even coming down to, you know, at the end when all the songs are written and then you choose yes. what goes on the album even having that control myself. And I know it sounds mad to think that I, I you know, it sounds such, such a, an easy thing to think that you would have control, but, but I you never You don't, you don't. Um, yeah, this is the this yeah. the other side of the industry. You know, the, the label c- c- takes an awful lot of control of that. So that's vital. Yeah. So this is very you, which is fantastic. Very me, yeah. And uh, what's really incredible about this is uh, the album has made the Choice Music Prize long list at the moment, which is yeah, yeah. very, very exciting as well. Uh, so that's that yeah. must be nice to get that as well in your own your own fully 100% on your own merit as well um, but you yeah. know like many artists you know you're supposed to be touring uh, life is very very different with COVID-19 how did you cope initially because you know this album came out in February before any of this yeah. kind of hit you were meant to be on a tour so I'd say it was a bit of a shock yeah I was in denial mm. <laughs> in complete denial at the start Um and the the last album, the previous album I had released before was 10 years ago. Now, I had released an EP in between that time and some singles, but this for me was, you know, this was my baby. Yes. Um, and kicked off the tour and the shows were selling great with some sellout shows all lined up um, and then everything was brought to a halt. So I, I think definitely I was in denial first. I thought, ah, no, it'll be grand. Now it'll blow over now next couple of weeks. You know, I, I won't make any decisions <laughs> we, yet. we were all like that, I think, yeah. Well, we were, I know. And um, so I did, I kind of held off on any decision making really for <laughs> until it was all made for me. <laughs> then um, I had to pull everything. Um, and then the difficult part is you really don't know when you're scheduling to. Um, I keep pushing the shows forward now. They're, I think they're in for maybe February to April next year. But okay. there's part of me that thinks that might not even be a possibility. So um, it, that, that's kind of difficult. It's the not knowing. Yeah, when. the uncertainty. Yeah. yeah, the uncertainty. That's that's difficult. But I've kind of once I adjusted, once once I got it into my head, right? I'm not going anywhere at the minute. <laughs> um, I I think I kind of just. Uh, I put a plan together. Like I'm a person that has to work on a plan. I always have to have some sort of a plan. So I, I continue to release the singles from home and um, do live streams and, um, you know, little gig streams. Which yes. I loved because 
that enables me to interact then with people. Well, this is the thing, you know, yes, yeah. you don't have that kind of high energy of the, the live crowd, but you have a nice virtual audience that is very audience, engaged. Yeah. I mean, like the fact that they're yeah. clicking in and they're, they're you know, listening in is great. And then they're, you can yeah. ask questions and back and forth and all of that. So that's incredible yeah, to have that uh, connection with the fan, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And that kept me going. I know that um, I loved watching other people's performances as well. Mm. And um, and yeah, that definitely kept me going because it gave me something to look forward to. I, I did them on a weekly basis. So it gave me something to look forward to every week, you know, on yes. Friday night now. <laughs> <I know>. yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, then just adapting like to, um, you know, doing like a lot of Zoom interviews and performances like that. Um, so I, yeah, just trying to do what I can and be yeah. creative as possible. Um, and adapting to the to the situation, as you say. So, yeah. I mean, what's next? Do I even ask what's next? Because I know, I you, know. you've released The Ghost of Martha, which I really want to play now shortly, um, on the 7th of August. So you're keeping going. As I mentioned at the start yeah. of this show, artists and creative people, are they just amaze me because no matter what challenge you throw at them, they'll always come up with some sort of solution okay. around anything. And <laughs> it's just amazing to me. It really is. Uh, so, yeah. you know, you're keeping this going. You're, you're you're plugging the the album. You're you're releasing singles as well. So is that the plan going forward? Just taking it day by day, taking it day by day. And I think if one thing has come out of all this, it has definitely shown us that we really can't plan for anything. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, as much as I love a plan. <laughs> um, but what I have been doing is I set up a little home recording studio, and um, so I've been busy doing that um, and learning, you know, all about it and you know, how to record everything. So mm-hmm. I've been, that's my plan now is to have something new by the time we come out of all of this, to have a new album ready to go that I've recorded at home. Um, and yeah, and, and then I suppose get back out, reschedule these shows. Yes, and, get uh, back out there and do what you do best. Absolutely. Yeah, well, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Loon, I wish you all the very, very best of luck Thank with this. You. Thank you so, so much for joining me on the show. And here is the latest single. It's The Ghost of Martha. Thanks, Sinead. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 